Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Live on the Believe in Monsters podcast. Welcome into the show. If you are joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, or the Twitterverse, I am one of two co-hosts tonight. <laughs> You're the only one that shows up anymore weekly. Joined by Lucas. That's not true. I tried not to show up this week. I got sick as a dog, and then last you locked night. me out. And then Lucas is technically averse so couldn't log into the website and uh then i i was passed out sick so i couldn't help him uh but yeah we're here lucas and i at shy bears 1985 at lberry underscore 40 got it that time and joe gator is out perusing the town on a date <laughs> with a lovely young lady uh so we are going to talk bears tonight all by our lonesomes. Follow Lucas and I on Twitter. Follow Joe Gaither at Joe Gaither six. Follow the podcast at B I M underscore pod. Um, yeah. Love to interact with you guys. Love to talk bears. Uh, we have Michael Gus as a regular guest. He's one of the best thread producers post game that we have in on bears Twitter. So go check him out. Uh, if you haven't, we'll get him back on the podcast soon enough. Uh, but Lucas, how are you this evening, my friend? Dude, it's a lovely Wednesday night. We have football tomorrow. We got the uh, Bengals and the Dolphins, right? In Correct. Cincinnati. So. Uh, no waddle, potentially no two, or potentially no two, potentially no waddle. Oh wow! Potentially no be... fantasy football scores for me. Yeah, Jerks. I don't. I hate the Thursday games. Anyway, it's yeah, football though, so it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, gets yeah. you through the rest of your week, gives you something to look forward to. Uh, Last Bears are two and one. Have you seen the Bengals jerseys that they're gonna wear? Sick, absolutely super sick. sick. All white with the the black. What are the are the Dolphins wearing a special Thursday night? Normally, they have like a color rush or something on Thursday games. You would think. Does it matter if they're? Is does it matter because they're the away team? I don't think it would. You would think both teams wear it. Remember that one game where it was like red and blue or red and green and color blind people were super pissed because they couldn't see what the fuck was going on. Was that the Seahawks game or something like that? No, it was or like it was the Bills. Giants Bills wearing their all red or something. Yeah, Bills were wearing their all red. Maybe Jets were wearing all green or something. It was like an all-color jersey. That, that no makes white sense. Anywhere. Yeah, it, it was cool for division. people that aren't colorblind, <laughs> but, you know, for the, the like, 10... 10%-ish, probably, whatever, of people that are. No offense to color rush, or color blind people. I'm not trying color to... Color rush people. 
so since you've tuned out, uh, it was nice talking to you guys tonight. We're calling it a calling it a night because that sucked. Uh, anyway, on to the Bears. Bears are two and one. Lucas, like you said, uh, it's just the most depressed I felt after a Bears win in a while. I I, I don't know. I was not feeling reaction. great after that. Instant reaction. I agree completely. Um, but man, I, I feel like bears fans are the most resilient, like we're back baby kind of people on the planet. Cause it takes like two, two days tops. And then we're like, Oh, Justin can get better. Or, Oh, the, you know, the offensive line's looking good. Or, Oh, look at these pass pass block rates. And we're fucking awesome again. And it's like, yeah, cool. I don't disagree. Like the, the technology and micro microwave society we're in demand instant results right and it takes no time to be upset about something we're three weeks into the season right we're two and one and we're still talking about how upset we are it's like fuck i guess it all comes down to your perspective going into the season and and what you wanted to get out of it so i think i know you and i are kind of on the boat of the Bears aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. The main thing we want to see is uh, Justin Fields' development. We want to see Justin Fields become a franchise quarterback. First and foremost, we could win two games and, and be happy about that. Um, Hard to see us winning two games and Fields developing simultaneously. But all right, yes. So if, yes, if you told I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree with the sentiment of what you're well, saying. Well, well, I was just going to say, if you told me we won two games and Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney combined for like five catches and we've had under 300 passing yards at total in the three games, I'd tell you were fucking nuts. So crazy that we're here. I mean, the defense is about as good as expected, and I think they're only going to get better. Um, O-line has been a massive re- revelation, I think. I don't think enough people are talking about the job that Chris Morgan's doing. I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of these run game schemes that he's dialing up on the offensive line, but they are insane. I saw someone break down, you know, they did like a 20-minute breakdown of the Bears offensive line, and the one play they were talking about was like the ESB end around. And, for example, he was just saying that like most teams, most teams block this a certain way, and Chris Morgan blocked it a completely different way. Like they, they blocked like they were running power. And you just saw the the D end on the play had no idea that ESB had the ball and ran right by him just because of the way the Bears are blocking it. So, I mean, some of the uh, holes. What did that run go for? That was a pretty big forty run. yards. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, but like the D, the so, D end could have stuffed that for minus five. Like ESB ran right by him, but the D the D end was baffled though because of the play fake and the way they were blocking it. So. I feel like, I mean, I've touched on Chris Morgan a couple times on this podcast and not to, you know, I'm not tuning my own horn. I'm no offensive line coach, you know, uh, extraordinaire. You know, I don't know every line coach and know who's good and bad and what a good O-line looks like. But like he's gotten some good press, I guess I would say, or some there's been some decent talk about him developing guys. Um and you have, you know, a rookie and two second-year guys starting <laughs> and running the ball down people's throat. 
I mean, yeah, like even in that Green Bay game, it was like unbelievable. Well, Green Bay can't stop shit. I mean, I can't. I'm honestly flabbergasted by Green Bay's terrible run defense. I mean, I who like the Vikings ran all over them, and whoever played them after us ran all over them. So I'm a little confused by that, but it is what it is. Uh, but the Bears have run the ball extremely well in all three games, and. Yeah, it's a due to the offensive line and, and tight ends even. You know, Cole Komet, I think, was quoted as saying something along the lines of how much fun it is to to block the run game, even as a tight end. Uh, the wide receivers, like you mentioned, are, are getting involved, uh, whether it's ESB on an end around or ESB blocking down. He's he's opened up some fat lanes for people uh, on some on some down blocks. So, yeah, kudos to Chris Morgan and uh, Luke Getze for creating uh an offense that works with what they have very interesting that you know that portion of the team which most people thought would be suspect at best regardless of if it's in the run game or in the pass game is is very much a strength yeah i mean we can we can say all we want about Oh, the Bears are playing, you know, 1920s football or whatever, whatever. But I mean, to be honest with you, if they're running for almost 200 yards a game, even if they're only throwing for less than 200, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're going to they're going to be in games if they can run that well, to be honest. I mean, you can make fun of it. You can say what you want. But if, if that's actually like what they're good at and they're, you know, they're averaging almost five yards a carry. They'll be an interesting team to watch. I mean, it's almost kind of like the John Fox Bears, except better at running the ball. Yeah, definitely. So they went for 363 total yards. 281 of those were rushing yards <laughs> against the Texans. Uh, 82 passing yards. Um, interesting enough like on the other side the texans go for 329 total yards 237 passing yards only 92 rushing yards which when the game kind of started out damian pierce was he was looking pretty solid but dude fumbled twice and if the bears recover one of those this isn't this game's not close if they recover both of them that one fumble was so bad. That, that I forget who was standing right over it, or he, he jumped on the it ball was like just. Joe, it was that linebacker, dude, Joe I Thomas. Saw, yeah, dude, I I don't know anybody on this. I, bro, I'll be straight up. They get a new guy every week. I don't know who half these fools are. It's Joe Grocery Bagger for all I know, dude. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, so. 5.8 yards per play for the Texans, 5.9 for the Bears, 17 first downs for both teams. Uh, third down efficiency was favored the Bears as they were 6 for 14, and the Texans were only 3 at 12. So that's great to see the defense get off the field. Um, Bears allowed five sacks. Texans only allowed one. So Bears pass, you know, since we're talking about the offensive line, Bears um, pass protection not great. A lot of people have posted like positive pass protection rates for the tackles. The downside to that is I don't really know kind of, you know, to what Gus has brought up on Twitter is how many times they're being helped in those past sets. 
that they're getting these gr good right. grades on and how many they're just straight up on people because they can't block five on five right now or five even five on four you know people are getting right. pressure with little to no effort and i think it was you that said it in chat today that the giants and wink martindale are just gonna blitz fields like crazy i mean yeah they're i think they're second in the league in blitz rate, and that's always been his mo so i mean he's like smelling blood in the water right now but I mean, Cooper Rush had his way with them last week. I mean, it's not indefensible if you know they're going to blitz, but it comes down to can Fields make fast decisions, which we haven't seen yet, but he needs to this week, and it should be a much easier game plan for him. So I, I haven't got a chance to go back and watch the game again, which I want to do. Which um, game? The, the Giants the, game or the no, Bears-Texans Bears game? Because... We talked about last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, is like the passing game and running game still don't look very connected. They still look a little disconnected. So I just want to see is if how much of the, you know, how many play action plays they're running. I understand they can't boot that much, but that doesn't mean you can't run play action pass. How many of it's out of like the same kind of looks as you would see out of the run game versus like just a straight up shotgun? Because they don't run the ball straight up out of shotgun all that often mm -hmm. um it's more you know it's more play action and it's more um like something else you know like uh, some sort of uh, option or some sort of pass play that they run out of shotgun so i, I that's kind of been my thing is that the two aren't playing off of each other but i i could be wrong um yeah i think i don't know i think that'll have to develop a little bit over time um especially with the new play color and things like that um i know a lot of people can i don't know i guess i'm not i don't think it's fair that people are kind of calling out luke getsy already after three games you know i think i think that's ridiculous I, think I, mean, it's I don't. Dude, one, because... I don't think the play calling has been bad, and two, we can say what we want about Fields and how much we like him, but we don't know what he's grasping or not grasping in practice. Like, you know, someone made the point today on Twitter. I saw like Luke Getzey's known, like he came from Jim Moorhead's tree of coaching, and they're known for running tons of RPOs, and we haven't seen really any RPOs at all this year. Um. You know, is that well, maybe they did that in camp and Fields isn't good at it? I mean, there's there's a lot to uncover here. Um, obviously, they're trying to help Fields a little bit by hiding some of his deficiencies. So if you're kind of limited in what you can do, I mean, it's kind of hard to get mad at the play caller for playing within your team's ability, both in pass protection, quarterback, the whole nine yards. So... Yeah, it is, I think, a little bit lame that people are already criticizing Getsy because I don't think his offense has been half bad for what we kind of expected and what they have. So, and like you were saying with um, RPO, so RPO. So two things. One is, you know, we talked a little bit about offensive line and you know, being able to pass protecting with five and running options like read options as far as the run game goes. We've seen it a few times where Justin's tried to 
run a an option play kept it and either done like a naked boot and the defensive end is just on him like immediately right and defenses seem to be uh just keeping that guy in like gus was saying on twitter just keeping that defensive end in to cover that play or cover an option and just kill it immediately like they're giving that player up in order to stop that type of play so that kind of kills one portion of the rpo the other portion of the rpo with with uh like a like a read pass option essentially is you know nate was it nate what's his name tice was saying when fields came out that just feels his long throwing motion makes it difficult to run oh it's supposed to be supposed to be a quick hitter right and i think fields has gotten better at that but his decision making hasn't right right and we've seen fields's mechanics like a couple of times where it's almost like he knows where he's going the throw looks so like fucking half-assed to me like he's like, aiming it and it's weird yeah his foot comes out from behind him it's like i i, I don't know what how, how to verbally describe what he's doing but it looks like he's just kind of slinging it out there and it's almost like the kind of throw that i think he needs for this for the rpo play but he needs to put some mustard on it like he kind of just woo, just kind of throws it out there and his leg whips behind him it looks it's like a it's like a shortstop throw yeah it, yes that's a good description and it looks silly but i think that's the kind of throw you need for that rpo play so i i don't really know how to um where they go from there like maybe it isn't just maybe justin's not grasping it maybe they i don't know why they're not running more rpo uh you do see green bay running yeah you know rogers runs it all the time so that's you know Getsy's running off that same type of playbook but back to Getsy's play calling and how he's like i i completely agree with you lucas i don't think he's calling bad plays at all guys are there are times where guys are wide fucking open and they're not being hit if you hit any amount of those plays nobody's saying shit about the play calling right now right. you know there's the wide open esb mailbox thing from last week there's esb open this week um i'm trying to find the play th- where fields um is t- was talking about on his presser today and it's I can't fucking find it because he said something and I want to see if it's the route that he was talking about or not. Um, Cause he, where did he, okay. I mean, there was the, there was the one play where they ran a, you know, smash concept this week where everyone was talking about how he didn't throw the corner when really the underneath was wide open. It's just, yeah, so he said, I don't know. The... For, so that's the play I'm talking about. And he said he was looking for Mooney on the corner. Right. Okay, so yeah, Fishbane broke it down. But he should have been looking for ESB on the corner, not Mooney. And he just stared. Like, they're in the same zone, man. It's on the same side of the field. They are wearing different color jerseys. It's not that hard to tell where your fucking dudes are. Like, I, I just don't understand. And like, I, dude, again, I'm not a professional film breaker downer person i can't tell exactly where dudes are looking and whatnot we saw this kind of shit with mitch and we heard all kinds of people tell us that 
you know, they're looking at a specific read or whatever, and it just feels so inaccurate. I don't know. And he's just like Fields is doing the same type of shit. And then he missed ESB on that one up the sidelines as well, where he fucking hit Komet and got that interception. And somebody says because he committed to Komet that that's why the defense looked or broke off of ESB, but ESB looks open almost immediately. So I don't know if I buy that. Well, that wasn't even the thing on that play too. Is it was the how long he held on to the ball. It mm-hmm. was like he had either option. He could have thrown one. He could have thrown to ESB or commit. You know, two seconds into the route, he waited for commit to run into the zone for whatever reason, and then threw it. And then it was also a bad pass that went right to the safety. But he could hit him right up the scene for an easy fifteen if he breaks a tackle, longer amount of yards. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we can look at the film and say, oh, X, Y, and Z are open. We don't know the reads, which is, you know, some people's argument. I get that. There's a middle ground there somewhere, though. Something's not clicking quite yet for Fields. He needs to make faster. Even if you disregard him not seeing open receivers because you say that's not his read at that point, okay, whatever. He needs to make faster decisions and get the ball out faster. Agreed. Like, you can't, I don't think you can dispute that. And my biggest disappointment with this is you know people are like oh you know you're hating is a new system blah 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 it's just like he started to do these things better under Nagy last year at the in the last three or four games so the fact that he didn't build on that he's actually going backwards to me is a little concerning do you think I, I, don't, I don't think it's really hating I think that's just being honest I mean he was solid down the stretch last year he really he was do you think My his opinion. mechanics mechanics change has anything to do with that? Probably. Yeah, he's probably thinking way too much about how he's going to throw the ball, when he's going to do it, and, you know, he'll never admit it. But He said something definitely. about, like, with the reads, like, trusting your feet. And I'm like, your feet aren't reading the fucking field, bud. I just, I just don't understand how he, how he got that, um, how you read the field with your feet. Maybe I misunderstood the quote. Yeah. Maybe just getting in a, in a rhythm, maybe. I mean, so just so we don't harp on the negative, I mean, he had that one play where he, he threw it between like three defenders sidearm. I think it was to commit. He was basically like a three-step drop. The top of his drop, he just launched it to him. It was, it was in the end of the game, too, to get a first down crossing midfield. I think it was commit. He, uh, there was one to Mooney right over the middle of the field. That was a pretty sweet throw. That might be what I'm thinking of. He like changes arm slot, and he just at the top of his drop, he just threw it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I guess in that sense, trusting your feet. You know, if you're three five step drop at the top, you're just getting rid of the ball, planning and throwing. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, not all hope is lost. We have 14 games this year. Yeah, he's not going to be benched, which is great. So. Or really no, he's super, what, he's, what he's made of. He's super talented. I mean, you can see the physical traits are all there. Uh, but the biggest aspect of quarterbacking is between the ears, and he's got to be able to process faster. Right. And and and, and rip it. Trust himself. Well, trust, even, trust what he's seeing. Trust what trust the guys around him. So if we go to that 28, 28 yard run, for example, he had where people are like, oh my God, he had guys open. I'm honestly fine with that if he makes the decision to tuck it and run after a few seconds if he doesn't see what he wants. Like, 
use your legs like that. That's that's totally fine. But once you hold on to the ball for four or five seconds, obviously protection's going to break down. You're not going to have that big of a running lane. So, you know, that's part of it too. While while he's developing, if he really doesn't trust his arm, he should just be running more. Um, you know, like he did. And I'm I'm totally cool with that. He's a playmaker. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think um like we like I was just I was joking around the other day. Uh like thinking like joking around in the sense of like during the Monday night football game that Daniel Jones is a, a better runner than Fields. Only in that like in the sense that I think they use him as a better runner than Fields. Like there's more designed runs for Jones or he makes like just different decisions. Like I think Fields is a much better athlete and could get way more gains out of I feel like than Jones does. But I feel he, like Jones kind of reminds me of like Allen in the fact that he's like a, just a huge, I don't know. Goofy, lanky. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like Gumby looking motherfucker out there, like <laughs> flopping around everywhere. Like he, when he gets almost tackled, his leg goes flying and he keeps going, you know, he's Jones he's is so funny, bad. man. But like, uh, like when Lamar came out, there was a lot of criticism on his passing. Same with Jalen hurts. Same with hurts, but like they, they developed the ball and, and then they, they developed, they developed as they went. So I don't see, a problem with developing fields the same way. Um, yeah, man, like I said, he hits a couple of those, he just hits a couple of those throws and it's, we're, we're having a completely different conversation. We're at least seeing growth changes, you know, right. Like not missing deep bombs and like he hit big bombs last year, you know, that throw to Allen Robinson. Man, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think he's going through something pretty up top right now. I think there's just too much thinking. I mean, I know we know he's capable of it because we saw him do it his rookie year. Um, Obviously it is overwhelming to learn this whole new system. So, We'll see. Sure. He's just new system, got, new mechanics. He had a quarterback coach in the offseason. He's got a whole new coaching staff now. He's got all new guys to get used to. Um, you know, Pringle wasn't in preseason much. Uh, now he's out for a while, I guess. I didn't even, I barely saw, he made that one catch and he was done. He was done. Yeah. His calf hurt. So he had to go get, get, some, get bananas some donuts. <laughs> donuts? Do donuts help cramping? I was making a cramping joke. I don't know. I was making bananas. donuts jokes. That's what he was doing when he got arrested. Oh, that's hilarious. That's way funnier. Um, but that's a that's I missed that one way over my head. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Vilas Jones back. Maybe he's the key to unlocking the offense. Yeah, they asked Justin today about Vilas Jones and what he um how to like keep him up to speed or get him up to speed when he is back in there. And Justin's like, dude, dude's a great teammate and captain. He always has really good things to say. And there are, there are times where he like talks about the disconnect with teammates and might say something about a teammate. Like, like if Mooney misses a read or something like that, he'll, he'll, he'll say it. And it's kind of interesting, but he said that Jones is always, you know, on the sidelines, in the play call, understanding like a no huddle drive or, um, you know, 
picking up the play calls, doing doing everything he can to stay actively involved, not just like watching the game from the sideline, but being in on the sideline with the receivers and, and doing what he can to to be a part of it. So it's really just going to be a timing issue once they get together, which that's awesome because that's the biggest issue right now with Justin anyway is the timing. So I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, get some get some action out of Elis. That'd be great. Well, let's get to let's get to some of the positives here. I mean, like I said, we still we still got plenty of time for Justin to develop, and I, yep. I still I still have ultimate faith that he will be a good QB. Um, you know, it's it's definitely frustrating to watch, but uh, I don't know. There's just I've always had the feeling that there's just something different about him. I think he'll he'll be good. Um, I mean, the defense has been awesome. Roquan had you know, quite the redemption game there. So we owe him an apology. Uh, Eddie Jackson has been incredible this year. I mean, he's, he's got to be up there in tackles, man. I see him getting four or five, six tackles a game. He had a forced fumble. He has two picks already. I mean, he's, he seems all the way back with, with Brisker playing next to him, which is awesome. Um, who was the kid we had playing corner last game? He played pretty well, I thought. Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones. I never even heard of him. We talked I about didn't... him. We talked about him two weeks ago. Uh, briefly, I, said, I didn't. I didn't know. Who I he said was. I didn't know who he was two weeks ago. I mean, Joe, Joe had to look it up. I said it was Jalen something, but I can't remember his his last name because I kept wanting to say Johnson, but obviously that ain't it. We still have Kyler Gordon getting getting beat on a long one once per game, but uh, toasted. I mean, he also he also makes some really athletic plays that make you go, okay, there's something here to work with. I mean, that one play he made on the screen was incredible. Like, that was just awesome instincts by him. Yeah, got his hand up and smacked it away. Um, I mean, Vildor, I thought, has looked pretty solid, too. I mean, I think the coaching staff is just doing a really good job with some of these guys that we thought were, you know, not going to do much. So, uh Defense, I think, is is balling pretty hard. I mean, they're they haven't given up a touchdown in the second half all year. Did you know that? No. Only field goals. So Eddie Jackson is third on the team in tackles. I knew I knew he had to be at Roquan's first, right? He has to be. Yeah. Roquan's first with 36, and then Nick Morrow at 23, Jackson at 21, and Brisker at 20. I was going to say Brisker's got to be up there, too. I feel like he's a solid five to eight a week. Um, yeah, Patrick defense Scales. is falling. Patrick Scales has as many as DeAndre Houston Carson. <laughs> and, and Dante Pettis and Ryan Griffin, Akari Blossing game, and Josh Blackwell, whoever that is. Oh, yeah, that's that UDFA that we signed off of, whatever. Um, yeah, I think the defense is playing great. Kind of, uh, not as many sacks as like the first week or two. I was kind of surprised right. at that the, the Texans' O line is actually a little bit underrated. I don't. Well, Tunsil's the man, dude. I mean, he, they need he to, pretty much dude, shut down. They need. They need to get Muhammad out of there. I think they need to just let Gibson rip. I mean, whenever he's out there, I feel like he's in the backfield making a play. I don't. I don't totally get that. I mean, I know Muhammad is Ibrflus's boy, but I don't know. Unleash Gibson and Robinson. Robertson. 
Robinson, right? Dominique Robinson. Dominique Robinson, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I, Muhammad, I tried to watch more of last game. I didn't see... I, mean, I just don't like him as a pass player. rusher. Just that, yeah, he doesn't bring much as a pass rusher. But I, he, think, he's a, I think Gibson, dude, just even in the even when he plays limited snaps, I feel like he's doing something good. I wanted to look. I usually look up Bears snap counts, but I have a feeling they're, we're going to see a lot of Gibson this week. I mean, the Giants' O line is bad. The Giants' O line is is not great. Um, but that's the right. thing about like. Um, about the like the Giants' offense, you know, I I wouldn't say Daniel Jones is a good quarterback, but they're able to move the ball. You know, similar Dallas, to ours. Dallas has a pretty decent defense. Um, they they got after Jones a lot though. They had at least five sacks, if not more. And I think Jones had one pick um towards the end of the game but they they have nobody on offense anymore sterling shepherd's out for the year i mean they have it's just barkley <laughs> it's barkley right and i guess galladay if you if he's not throwing a tantrum or dropping the ball um but yeah they have nothing on offense they're gonna they're gonna try to run barkley and they're gonna try to run jones and that's what we need to do to stop it and I, I thought, like I said, I thought the defense did better against the run this last game. It's not like the Texans. It was a neutral game script the whole time. So it's not like the Texans had to throw a lot. I think they did Barclays, Barclays killed us in a pass. Yeah, didn't he also get hurt? Isn't that? He, he, he tore his. Yeah, tore his ACL. He tore something for us. He's having a good game that game before that happened. I don't know. Uh, Barkley is is definitely terrifying, but he's he is like their only player on offense. I mean, it just it sucks that that's the one thing we're we're not great at stopping. But obviously, you know the Bears will be prepared for that. I would like to see more. Just dare dare Daniel Jones to throw the ball. You know, more stack boxes this week. Brisker should have a really good game. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about uh? What do you think we have to do on offense to uh, beat these Giants in their blitzing Wink Martindale? You know he's going to do it. The Bears know he's going to do it. I mean, first of all, let me ask you, did Montgomery practice today? I don't think so. I still love Khalil. Still listed as day-to-day. Love Khalil Herbert. I don't think he's great at catching the ball. So if we are running screens, I am slightly worried about him catching them out of the backfield. We can put Edner out there. He can catch. Allegedly. Can't return kicks, apparently. What was that throw to Ebner that Fields missed on? That was terrible. Um, that throw on the flat, just straight missed that throw. Rewatching it, it was also partially Ebner's fault. I mean, Fields should have read that he wasn't coming up field, but technically Ebner should have been running up. Almost like uh, he, he, he should have been running, running up field. Not flatter. Yes. He should have been more running more. Like a... Yeah, yeah. Almost like, like a, a banana. Like a diagonal. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Banana. Yeah. So he, he definitely ran the wrong route. But I mean, Fields still has to put it on him or in front of him. But regardless, there is, you know, when I rewatched the game, honestly, it wasn't as bad as it looked on TV. There is definitely some, there's definitely a lot of blame to go around for field struggles. You know, sometimes when he does have a clean pocket, receivers aren't open. 
sometimes when receivers are open, he misses a throw. Sometimes when receivers are open, the line doesn't block. Like, all kinds of different stuff happens. So there's definitely a lot of blame to go around that's just not strictly on fields. Um, anyway, the Giants are just going to try and, and crush the crap out of us with the blitz. I don't, I don't understand these mutations, bro. Um, like, Muhammad played 36 snaps, which was 61%. Dominique Robinson only played 18 snaps, which was 31%. But Gibson, coming off of two, snap, two sacks, snacks, you can call them snacks. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> That's actually really funny. only played... 24 snaps. So why is he listed as a linebacker on here? Who writes this? Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't understand this rotation. Same thing with the, you know, please God, let Lucas Patrick play center this week. If that's the plan, please God, just let it like, I'm tired of watching this rotation. I mean, Jenkins just looks so good at right guard. I don't know how they can keep taking him out slash saying, Last week, they said Patrick had a better week of practice, so that's why he got the start and played more snaps. And then he's a significantly worse run blocker, in my opinion, than Jenkins. Are we Mark Tressman, dude? Are we a good week of practice? What are we doing? I don't know. I Like I've said to you before, there's something weird going on with Jenkins, and I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't like the guy. I don't. I have no idea. I'm trying to look at the uh, the box score from this. Cowboys game here to see what the stats say. Do you think he's ugly? And that's why they don't like him? He's not a good looking guy. He's got and I have he's got weird hair. <laughs> so Dallas ran for 176 versus the Giants. With oh, 215 yeah, passing. Because Zeke had 76 and Pollard had like 104 or something like that. They had zero turnovers, zero sacks. Giants gave up five sacks, turned it over once, had 167 rushing and 169. I mean, honestly, the Giants pretty much do what we do on offense. They're just going to try and run the ball and occasionally pass. But like you said, it's going to be tough when they don't have Shepard. They have Wandale Robinson and Richie James. I think Wandale might be hurt too. Like it's Richie James and some other dude. Like I, that's like crazy. There's nobody available for the Giants. I don't. Who did they, who did they start out with on their receiving core? I mean, people badmouthed how bad the Bears' receiving core was, but who did the Giants have? Galladay, Shepard, Tony. People were real high on Tony, but I think he's either been consistently hurt. I think he's been. But hurt. he played like four snaps in the first game, so I'm wondering if there wasn't some sort of setback in that because I don't think he played at all last week or or the week before, but. Maybe, I don't know, he's supposed to be practicing this week, but I don't know. But yeah, it's like, uh, God, what's his name? I just saw it the other day. I was I was watching a DFS podcast, and they were talking about uh, who the Giants were going to run out there, and it was, it was not pretty. I'm going straight to the Bears. I need to stop doing that. Here we go. Giants depth chart, wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I don't even think... Is Darius Slayton even on that team anymore? Uh, not that I know of. 
might be out. Man, this is the oh yeah, Rich, would you say yeah, David Sills? Never heard of him. And Richie James. Never heard of him. That's who they're and then Galladay. That's who they're running out there. So that's exciting. Uh and Evan Neal, man, uh their right tackle last week. That dude probably had like four penalties, like two false starts and two holdings or something ridiculous. What, so, what, is, what, what is up with those top top choice Alabama linemen that are just don't make it in the league? Take a while to transition. It's kind of bizarre, isn't it? Don't we have one of them now? When's he gonna yeah. play? Is he gonna play at all? Uh, he got he was on he was on IR because he got mono, so he was out four weeks. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right, leather mono. <laughs> I mean, that's like people saying all Ohio State quarterbacks are bad, but there are just definitely certain traits from certain colleges that don't develop all well in the pros for whatever reason. Yeah, you can go. I mean, it goes both ways, right? Linebacker sure. you and tight end you and all that. I mean, stuff. Alabama yep. used to be that way with quarterbacks, and then they just put out Tua Hurts and Mac Jones. So, well, and their their defensive backs are usually studs. Yeah, so um, it, it is bizarre, but Evan Neal has definitely struggled a lot for the Giants. Um, um pretty, I'm pretty sure Andrew Thomas has been really solid for them though. Um yeah, uh I think he did fine. Dude, anytime you're going up against Micah Parsons, it's going to be a nightmare. Uh they chipped him a lot though. Yeah, they they put a lot of extra attention on him. I this game is hilarious though cuz it's like I don't know. Maybe we thought the Texans were the mirror image of us, well it's it's very similar this week with the Giants. It's going to be similar play styles. They're going to try and run the ball game. Keep the ball out of Jones' hands. We can beat these guys. I think we're more talented. I completely agree. What's the line on this, Lucas? Have you looked? It was three, minus three for the Giants, which basically means they're getting the home team points. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, it's it's not like MetLife is a intense place to play. I think it was over under was like thirty nine points or something like that. Yeah, so I'm pulling I'm pulling up MGM just for shots and goggles because that's the closest one I had. So yeah, it's giant minus three and a half now. Um, MGM saw it. Well, MGM has minus three at minus one fifteen, under uh, over under at thirty nine and a half. Like you said, uh, it probably will be the under man unless this is the week where. It comes together for fields. So, like, my wife and I talk about this all the time with our six-year-old, right? His learning curve is hilarious. Because we'll be trying to teach him something for, like, a long time. So, like, this has happened his whole life. So, like, potty training, walking, uh, talking, like, all these things, right? You you would think you would like to see a slight progression, right? Like that's how you would think most most people, most humans display learning abilities, like slight improvements here and there. This kid, like overnight, just like does stuff. So like it was like took his first steps and then he was walking. There was no like stumbling over it. There was no anything like that. Potty training, kid potty trained himself, like never has never wet the bed. Just like one day woke up and was like, cool, I'm potty trained, I'm good. You know, no problem. Like, it was just, oh, like, there was no, like, 
oh, one accident here or there, now you're getting better and 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 you're done. Like it's just instant. So hopefully Fields is the same way. Where instead of like these little progressions where he's hitting one or two passes a game, it'll just be boom, explosion and and all over the Giants at Meat Life Stadium this weekend. You feel me? We're scoring 40 by ourselves, Lucas. I hear you. When was the last time we did that? I literally could not tell you that. I will look, though. Um, yeah. The defense, you know. Will we see a defensive touchdown this week from the Bears? I can see it this week. I don't, you know, I don't think, like, Jones's turnover problems is usually fumbles, right? It's not he, he fumbles a lot. He fumbles a lot. So I mean, he does throw picks. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, Dan, no, I, Danny diapers. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I had I was trying to figure out some sort of interception joke, but I can find it. Um, Danny diapers. That's that's freaking hilarious. Uh, 41 against Jacksonville. Oh, that's right. That was the, uh, the Bill Lazer game. 2020. Lazer. That's when we started running the high school offense. 391 total yards, 263 passing yards, which doesn't sound high schoolish. 128 rushing yards and one turnover. Didn't, didn't, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mitch threw a terrible interception in the end zone in that game. It didn't matter, but I remember, I vaguely remember him just throwing a pick on the goal line. Shocking. Well, anyway, we're not going to talk about of, that. What do you think about this game? I think I, I think it's definitely winnable. Uh, it being in MetLife or being in in New York always changes things. Do we know uh, like weather at all? Um, so let's see here. Saturday, Sunday is supposed. To... <laughs> 63 and rainy, of course. That How rainy? How rainy? 40%. I feel like Godfather likes the over. Philly really Godfather is, yeah, he's, yeah, whatever. All right, okay. prediction time. Um, I will say... That the Bears win twenty to seventeen in the under hits. I like it. I am going. I'm going big here. I think the Bears give them a little bit of a beat down. I think that the Giants got beat up on Monday night. They have a short week now of practice. Um, I think this is the week that Fields. Uh, I think this is the week that he puts it together. I'm saying 28-17 Bears. We should, have, we should have started writing these down, but I'm going to start writing them down. So I got you. 28-17. Oh, I should put what team? Probably that would be a good Bears. idea. Bears. Just in case uh, we have questions. Uh, and I said 2017 Bears. So the schedule predictions so far, Bears are 2-1. and one. Um we both, we all have us had us at one and two because nobody had them beating the Niners. I saw Joe, didn't Joe? I thought both of you guys had us beating the Niners. No, 
we did when we recorded, but the preseason, like when we first ran through the schedule, we didn't. Oh, uh, I got gotcha. you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I probably should. We probably should have updated that. But like, man, I always feel when we get in season, we're like, we're winning every game. And, well, you, yeah. you got to look at. I mean, a lot changes week to week. Injuries. Yeah, for sure. Most, mostly yeah. injuries, but. What was the? I saw somebody. Who, Funny how our chat tends to post the injury report of the opposition and never posts our never our team. <laughs> what the hell is that about? I don't think the Bears had too many guys hurt. I think I saw a video of Velas Jones practicing today, so it'd be nice to get him back. Why does everything have to be a podcast? <laughs> Instead of just giving me like data on what I want to see, it's everything's a podcast. Like, oh, here's a breakdown of the. Of who's not practicing? Uh, so Matt Adams with a hamstring did not participate. Dane Kruikshank, hamstring did not participate. Ryan Griffin, Achilles, LP, what's that? Limited practice, there we go. Uh, Jalen Johnson, quad, still not practicing. Vilas Jones, limited. David Montgomery, DNP, and... Roquan Quad Limited. Yucky. We'll be good. We'll be all right. We all right. be all right. Well, we don't have Joe here to sing the song, so I'll, I'll edit him in singing the song, but that's all I got for tonight. Uh, nope, I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. That's all I got for tonight as well. Lucas, thank you for being here with uh, with me tonight. Uh, thank you for recording one day late and not uh, being able to log in. do appreciate you. Uh, it was fun to hang out with you as always. Uh, go Bears. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.